Okay, let's talk about herbs for longevity and healthy, happy aging to to avoid the term anti-aging, which has been a bit overused by the cosmetic industry. And of course, this podcast is not about just having wrinkle-free skin, although I have a very good herb for that too, and I will tell you about it, of course. But yeah, let's talk about herbs that keep us healthy and fit so that we can have a long and fulfilling life. Let's dig into the weeds. So maybe you are still looking for a meaningful Christmas gift or a birthday gift for someone that you love. And uh, yeah, what about giving a health consultation? So yeah, this has several advantages, of course. It's not something that lies around unused like many Christmas gifts probably and yeah who wouldn't want to consult with an herbalist and get some personalized uh, help and suggestions to improve their health or to maintain their health actually this is uh, also something but yeah most people have something that they would like to improve and uh, yeah why not trying some herbs and supplements okay so you can book this health consultation of course also for yourself or for anyone uh, through my website or through my website you can send me a message yeah so you can use the contact form on my website which is herbalhelp.net Or just send me an email directly to my email, tamara at herbalhelp.net. You also find this in the description of this podcast episode. And uh, yeah, I send you a voucher to print out and to lay under the Christmas tree or to give as a gift. And then we'll set up the consultations with the person you chose to receive this um, yeah, this nice, meaningful gift. Okay, yeah, let me know. Um, and we dig into this episode. So herbs for longevity. Of course, this is the better, the earlier you start, the better. Let's uh, let's say it like that. <laughs> we all should do something to support our health long term, to support our balance, our homeostasis in our body. This can be a very individual approach, of course. Yeah. So this this depends, of course, a lot um, a lot on your underlying health conditions. Um, but there's also many general herbs that can strengthen our body and maintain our health. Uh, we have this big category of the adaptogens. Yeah, So adaptogens, uh, we have in Chinese medicine, they're called tonic herbs. In Ayurvedic medicine, uh, we have this category as well, like the Rasayanas in Ayurvedic medicine. But basically, yeah, they are sim pretty similar to what we would call in Western herbalism, the adaptogenic herbs. So these are tonifying herbs that balance and strengthen. They don't push the body into one direction. They are kind of really uh, more for the the balance, uh, a state of balance. They help us to deal with stress. And yeah, they can be rejuvenating. Yeah, so many of these herbs, uh, especially Chinese medicine, yeah, works a lot with these rejuvenating longevity herbs. Um, yeah, they see the long picture. <laughs> It's not about only, you know, treating what we have in the moment, maybe some problem that we are struggling with. And, you know, taking some herbs for a while and then the problem is gone and that's it. No, it's more about a long-term approach. Yeah, So the longer we take these herbs and tiny doses every day, uh, in that case, we're not trying to cure something. We don't need these higher therapeutic dosages. We can just, you know, it's more about 
yeah, sticking with it long term and then even a tiny bit every day is adding up and hel helping our health and longevity. So, yeah, it's really about, you know, having our health span um, being equal to our lifespan. Yeah, so not having these years at the end of our life that we are just miserable and uh, yeah, slowly degrading and we are sick. And we can't enjoy our life anymore. And of course, also having a long and healthy life and uh, yeah, avoiding some of the pitfalls. And um, main problems, of course, are heart disease, diabetes, cancer, things like that. So these anti-aging herbs or longevity herbs, they often help in these areas. Yeah, They can lower our cholesterol or our blood sugar or just keep it more in, more in balance. Of course, a good diet is also very, very important uh, always. But these herbs have a bit of more targeted approach to actually help in these areas. And yeah, they keep our our energy production in the mitochondria um, fresh and, and active that we can have the energy we need, that we're not um, yeah, losing our juice, so to say. And um, yeah, so these are some of the actions that adaptogens are said to have. And of course, there are many adaptogens and we can always, you know, try to find the perfect one for the person. But some are really generally beneficial. For example, many of our medicinal mushrooms like cordyceps and reishi are maybe those two that would fall into, yeah, would mostly fall into this general adaptogenic category that are very good, have a lot of research behind them and that are very good for longevity. Also from Chinese medicine, uh, we have, of course, astragalus, which is an immune-supporting tonic. It's also very good uh, yeah, for skin health in general, for immune health, uh, tonifying in general. So astragalus is one that I have talked about before on this podcast. It tastes good. This is an advantage. Yeah. So astragalus, you can actually uh, take the sliced dried root and just boil it in water. And you get a liquid that, that tastes mildly kind of a bit sweet, a bit like a broth. So you can add this to your cooking, make rice, uh, cook rice in it or yeah, make a soup. Even children will accept it. So this is not only a longevity herb, which of course in that case, yeah, children are not the main focus. But this is a good immune herb for children also. Uh, but yeah, it's also good uh, for longevity for all ages, let's say. Because, yeah, of course, we want to support also our immune function. Then there is Ho Shou Wu is an herb in Chinese medicine. I put all the names in the description so um, you can you can look it up later, the herbs that I mentioned. So Ho Shou Wu is also um, in, in the Western realm known under the name Fo Tea. But this is not the original Chinese name. This is a bit more a marketing name to make the pronunciation a bit easier. <laughs> but uh, it's a really well-known and uh, an herb that is used a lot in Chinese medicine and they de decoct all their herbs, yeah, so they make a decoction. So the same thing that I described here with the astragalus, they would just use the dried root slices, those are like thick black slices in the case of Hoshubu, and you put them into water, bring it to a boil and then simmer it for about an hour or yeah, 45 minutes to an hour. And you strain the liquid and you can drink it. Also, in this case, Hoshu Wu tastes pretty good, pretty neutral, can also be used in cooking. But you can just, you know, sometimes I add a little uh, like a vegetable broth powder uh, just to it. And I have like, yeah, a little soup, a little broth to drink. 
with the base of this herbal tea, which tastes really nice. I personally take Hoshuvu since many years and I will keep taking it. It is also um, said to slow the graying of the hair or even prevent the graying of the hair. So it has definitely some yeah, anti-aging benefits. It has this story behind it of a man uh, living alone and um, yeah, being old and alone in the woods and eating, starting to eat this herb, this root that he found and starting to eat it every day. And he grew this black thick hair suddenly and then he uh, went on to have many many children so his vitality and fertility came back and his hair turned black again so Hoshuvu literally means the black hair of Mr. Ho uh, so yeah, this is the the story behind this and yeah so Chinese medicine has many many anti-aging herbs um, yeah too many to mention all of them but I will mention some of them that you have maybe already heard of of course ginseng is one so ginseng is a bit stronger it is also kind of energizing uh, it's an herb that you need very little dose dosage wise you need very little of it um, you can add it to a tea buy it in powder form capsules there are so many uh, ways to take it. It tastes also actually pretty good. Sometimes it's a bit bitter. I had like different batches. I usually put it in a tea. Uh, just stir the powder into hot water and drink it. Usually I mix it with other things also. But uh, yeah, it can taste pretty nice. Um, maybe slight bitterness sometimes. And uh, yeah, ginseng is of course the number one herb in Chinese medicine. The number one tonic herb, let's say. This one I would um, not take early in life let's say traditionally in Chinese medicine you would start in your 40s or yeah, maybe 35 40 uh, and older that you start uh, taking ginseng so many of the others that I mentioned can be taken way earlier in life they can have already benefits of course it's just because ginseng is really yeah very very potent and uh, energizing so this could be too much in a younger person then it, it of course depends on their health uh, background and everything and also from Chinese medicine shizandra uh, so this one is also uh, interesting most adaptogens are actually roots because the root they concentrate this power and the nutrition of the herb uh, so this is yeah powerful grounding medicine from the roots but in this case shizandra is a berry it's uh, the the name means actually the five flavor berry it is dark red and usually you can buy the dried whole berries or ground to a powder. So in this, in this case, I would really, you know, to get to know the herb, I would recommend you buy Shizandra and, you know, <laughs> at least one time and really taste it. Yeah, so not something hidden in a capsule, which then is just a few milligrams and probably way too little to do much. Um, of course, you can take it in capsules it's not wrong but i i think it's interesting to really get to know these herbs and the flavor of them in that case um so yeah today i talk pretty much only about herbs that taste reasonably good let's say <laughs> chinese medicine also has some that are yeah very strong and uh, and bitter but in the case of shizandra yeah shizandra is 
intense. So this is why it's called the five flavor berry. So we have an astringency and sourness and bitterness and and everything together, sweetness, saltiness. Um, it is an intense taste, but it works. It kind of works. If you brew it with water, you can drink the tea or you can just chew the berries, the soaked berries, maybe just have them together with something, something sweet. Like if you have a breakfast in the morning, oatmeal or something, and you put a few berries in, it's okay. It will be fine. Uh, so yeah, this is something interesting to try out. And you can easily take, you know, you can take Shizandra definitely, you know, you could take 10, 20, 30 of these little berries, a, a teaspoonful, a tablespoonful even. So it's not super, super low dose. No? I would say, yeah, at least, yeah, maybe 10, 10 berries every day would be a good start. But dosages can also, of course, go much higher. It's a bit astringent also. So it is used also to treat other things. Uh, so this one can also be good for post-nasal drip. Yeah? Or if you have allergies, the astringency can help to tighten that a bit. Uh, even for um, like irritable bladder syndrome, anything that is leaky in the body, in the body yeah? a leaking syndrome, yeah? like irritable or overactive bladder or um, the, the post-nasal drip from allergies, this Shizandra can tighten this up and help. But it's also this amazing longevity herb that can be taken just for prevention and for yeah, healthy looking skin, full of anti-inflammatories, antioxidants. Now you can already guess from the red color that uh, yeah we have these potent colorful pigments um, in there uh, that are really yeah, benefiting our health, also cardiovascular health, keeping our arteries clean and all of that. So yeah, many of these adaptogens have these qualities. If you want to dig a bit deeper, I have many courses recorded on adaptogens. I have hosted them at the moment on my Kofi membership. So if you sign up for at the moment a really, really low monthly price, because I'm not having currently uh, new classes or live classes at the moment, but I have this whole library of the past classes that we had together in the last two years. And those are in-depth class classes, many about adaptogens, about many of the plants that we're talking about today, a bit more in-depth. And, you know, I show you some pictures and how to exactly use it and all of that. So if you want to dig in into a bit of herbal study material over the holiday or any time, then sign up for this on Kofi. Uh, it's a really low price per month and this supports the creation of this podcast. So I thank you a lot for that. And you can watch these videos about many different herbal topics, everything from immune health and brain health, digestive health, um, yeah, mood, uh, depression, anxiety, hormonal health, uh, thyroid, digestive health I said that already medicinal mushrooms there's a whole class or two classes even on medicinal mushrooms how to make herbal infused oils there's many 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 interesting topics to check out so check out the link here in the description of this episode okay so this is um, basically the category of the adaptogens of course there are other herbs that are not necessarily adaptogens that can help a lot uh, to yeah to be more healthy when we're aging or yeah to start early with these herbs to maintain our health and balance uh, yeah some ah, I, I promised you to mention the skin herb for non-wrinkly skin as much as possible well this is go to cola also an herb that I have a whole episode only about go to cola because I love it so much 
So you can check that out in the past episodes of this uh, podcast. So go to Cola. Centella Asiatica is the botanical name. Also very much used in Ayurvedic medicine, but this one has really found its way into Western herbalism and is used a lot also by Western herbalists. It's very good for brain health. This is actually what it is mainly, I would say, known for as a support for the nerve cells, the nervous system, our brain health. So it can be used in many conditions from yeah, just memory loss and brain fog Uh, to anything that is mental or brain related. So yeah, also to anxiety or other mood um, disturbances, let's say. Uh, so go to cola, really useful herb for our nerve health, but it is actually also strengthening and repairing the skin in general. So any tissue in the body, it helps on this very physical level to regenerate the tissues yeah so if you have scar tissues on the body somewhere that you want to further heal go to cola is a really good herb if you have an acute injury go to cola would be a really good herb if you want to just strengthen your skin elasticity <clears throat> and prevent wrinkles and have healthy looking skin go to cola is an amazing herb i would prefer this one also in a tea form honestly because i think yeah those tiny dosages in in capsules in the case of Cola, this is definitely not going to do much. Yeah, so we always have to look back at. So we have to always look back at where this herb comes from, how it how it is used in the traditional system that has discovered its health benefits. Yeah, in this case, in Ayurvedic medicine. So. You know, in the more European tradition of herbalism, especially um, in the UK. Um, herbalism is very tincture-based. Teas are also often used, but in Ayurveda, tinctures are pretty much not known at all. I mean, they use some herbal extracts, uh, like alcoholic extracts, like herbal wines and other preparations, but this is yeah, more a not-so-common form of using herbs. So mainly, they use herbs in powder form. So you ingest the whole herb, yeah? Then you don't have to worry about extraction, Yeah, because it's not that you can all herbs just, you know, soak them in alcohol and expect that all the the precious herbal constituents get extracted in that in that alcohol. Or also as it as a tea, some herbs they don't really extract in water, yeah? In that case you might need alcohol or you might need another menstruum to extract those herbal constituents. Uh, so it's always good to stay as much as possible with the traditional forms that have been used for a very long time. And in this case, go to cola can be also taken as a powder. This is actually most easy to get, yeah, from Ayurvedic suppliers or in general, it's pretty easy to find. Go to cola powder, and then you take that powder also, you know, dosage-wise by the teaspoon, let's say, or even more. I sometimes use therapeutic higher dosages of 30 grams per day uh, for prevention and anti-aging and just general skin health benefits and all of that. You can start with a teaspoon <clears throat> uh, or two and just mix that into some mushy food and take it that way. I also really like the tea. Actually, I brew it. I buy the dried leaves and then I brew a long infusion. Yeah, this just means you pour hot boiling water over it and just let it sit overnight or for several hours. And then you strain it and you really press it out. So you get all the dark, almost black liquid And you have a very strong tea, so it extracts really well in water. So you can make a tea. 
but you know the dose is also yeah I use my 15 to 30 grams a day um, personally but um, yeah this is of course you, you can use less this is just some you know a therapeutic dose that I often use of course it depends on the case and this is not a recommendation uh, you can always start with less of course but you know taking half a gram in a capsule yeah this is far away from you know a good a good dose so even as a kind of preventative dose in Ayurveda you would use at least a teaspoon every day which is already more like three to five grams yeah so this is 5,000 milligrams and not the 500 milligrams that fit into a capsule so I would say yeah in a capsule it's tricky in that case uh, because the doses are just a bit higher generally and I would definitely not use it in tincture form but yeah, go to cola are also really good for bone health. And this, of course, is also a problem, especially for women. We lose our estrogen and progesterone production after menopause. And this can affect our bone health. Um, so this is something that if you get old enough <laughs> as a woman to to get osteopenia or osteoporosis, uh, because it's something, you know, that you, you don't have that when you're 50 or 60 or maybe, yeah, with 70, maybe it starts. But if you get to a healthy old age and you become 80 or 90 or even older, then osteoporosis will be a thing to consider, yeah, or this this can happen. And of course, the prevention has to start much, much earlier. And Gotokola is a really great herb to to put into a protocol that would help for osteopenia, for osteoporosis, to strengthen the bones, to prevent the loss of bones. Of course, in combination, so I would not say Gotokola is the uh, the herb that's going to fix it. Definitely, you have to combine it with a good supplementation of vitamin D and the cofactors of vitamin D. So these are mainly vitamin K, uh, boron, calcium, so all of this together in the right dose, uh, other factors like um, silica, um, strontium is another mineral that can help. So yeah, vitamin D in together with minerals and cofactors um, is definitely part of a good osteopenia osteoporosis protocol. But Gotokola definitely also helps to just strengthen the tissue all tissues in the body. This includes the bone, which is also just a tissue. Uh, so skin, bones, hair, nails, if you have brittle hair, brittle nails, um, skin elasticity, all of that. Gotokola is an absolute fantastic herb. So yeah, now we have talked a bit about yeah, skin and all of that, adaptogens. I mean, there are so many other areas, of course, in our health, in our body that we have to take care of, especially uh, when we're getting older or if we want to live a very long and healthy life. Uh, one really important area is our digestion. Yeah, so um, we have to definitely do something if we tend to constipation or diarrhea or bloating, gas, this is all not normal. And I'm always shocked, you know, how um, people are just, um, you know, got so used to their digestive troubles that, you know, if you ask them just in this, you know, direct way, how is your digestion? They would say, it's all fine. But, you know, there is the burping, there's the gas, there uh, is, you know, even if you have just a very, if your tummy is bulging out, this is not a good sign. This is already really not a good sign and means probably, you know, that 
or your stomach acid is very low, you're not producing enough enzymes to properly digest and move forward your food. It's sitting in your stomach. It's causing the bloating and causing your belly to bulge out and you feel just even the, you know the feeling of extreme fullness after eating is not normal and sometimes it's not because you ate too much but you ate too much food in relation to the stomach acid that you're able to produce for example yeah or you ate too much or the wrong foods you know to build a healthy gut microbiome and you don't have the proper bacteria uh, in your colon to uh, digest everything and to um, yeah to help you uh, deal with all that food yeah so this is often much more the problem um, of course, what we eat and how much we eat is important, but n even if that's perfect, you can still have digestive problems. Um, so this creates inflammation in the body. This makes our immune system to not be strong enough. Yeah, this can even have an influence on our hormones. Yeah, and hormones. This is a big one, of course. This is a big one, especially if we look at aging. Our hormones are changing and are declining. So this is also why adaptogens, of course, they help regulating our hormones and help keeping them healthy. But our digestive tract and also especially our liver are very much involved in this process. Our digestion and the liver deal with the metabolites of the hormones and yeah, this can cause trouble. This we talked in the last episode about PMS. This can cause the PMS problems that women experience before their period, for example. Yeah, this can cause uh, that we create the wrong kind of metabolites of our hormones that can give us a predisposition to develop breast cancer or ovarian cancer. So yeah, this is really important um, in many, many areas, our digestion <clears throat> to keep us healthy and balanced. Uh, and yeah, I just want to say that because really many people are not aware that something is off with their digestion. Yeah, they just think it's normal to feel full and uncomfortable and tired after eating or to have a bit of bloating or, or gas. Uh, that it's normal or to be always burping and after eating a lot. Uh, but these things are not normal. And yeah, we can really safely and effectively address them. As it's one of the most satisfying things actually in my job. When I help people, I create herbal protocols for their health challenges. And I mean, digestion is really satisfying <laughs> because uh, it it works. It just always works. You know, there is, I mean, have, I, have, I think I have many episodes about digestive health here on this podcast. Um, the episode about the perfect bowel movement. So check that out. Uh, I also have classes, of course, um, the recorded video classes in the coffee membership. If you want to check those out, it's a pretty simple, but multiple step program yeah to really bring your digestion back to balance yeah so usually you need not just one thing because many people tell me oh I've tried the fiber it didn't work oh I've tried the whatever herbal laxative it didn't work um, you need to combine these things yeah you need the fiber you need something to boost and support the production of your stomach acid of your enzymes yeah this we can use Ayurvedic herbs and spices, even something like fennel tea is very effective and I use this a lot. My combination is this fennel anise cardamom tea or just chewing the seeds even before each meal helps a lot. And this combined with the fiber, combined with maybe a mild herbal laxative, this can be dried prunes that you soak or other dried fruit 
Um, this can be Trifala, which is an Ayurvedic herbal combination that is mildly laxative. And then some magnesium. Yeah, magnesium is always good for everyone, but especially in this case, it can draw a bit more moisture to the bowels and just make sure that you don't suffer from constipation. So yeah, this is, I think, uh, the most common reason that people don't get results with uh, trying here and there some something for the digestion because it has to be the right combination and the right dosage um, to to improve these uh, the results for your digestion. But yeah, as I said, it's a very satisfying area because, of course, this does work. Yeah, this really does work. Also, if you just increase the fiber content of your food, eating more nuts and seeds, uh, they have also... Uh, no, flaxseed, for example, a good tablespoon of flaxseed in the morning. Uh, this has also cancer-preventing uh, properties, um, especially. So, yeah, many of these herbs actually are yeah, anti-cancer. I mean, this would be also many of the herbs we have already talked about. Definitely all the adaptogens have, to a certain extent, also cancer-preventing um, properties because they, are in, they regulate the immune system, yeah, like astragalus, but also ginseng, also ashwagandha, uh, rhodiola, uh, shisandra, all the, mm, the medicinal mushrooms, of course, have uh, many of them have very good anti-cancer properties, especially turkey tail, but also cordyceps and reishi. Um, turmeric, of course, yeah, turmeric is really good, full of anti-inflammatory substances, uh, so also helps to, yeah, gives a good boost to the immune system, has anti-cancer properties. So, yeah, you know, many of these herbs, this is the great thing. And of course, this is why I chose to talk about some of these, because they really have so many ways um, to help our body be in balance. So they do all of this at the same time. Yeah, They can build and boost our energy levels, uh, help our mitochondria to produce enough energy. Um, they have these beneficial effects on lowering cholesterol or lowering um, glucose levels. They are anti-aging in a very broad sense, cancer-preventing, anti-inflammatory, help us to deal with stress. Um, they are immune, immune regulators. So yeah, this is a whole long list actually of benefits and um, by no means uh, a conclusive list of herbs or, um, or properties. Just yeah, a little introduction to herbs for longevity and anti-aging. And of course, you might have to really target this a lot to your individual situation. What is going on in your health, in your life? I mean, anything, you know, that you can clean up and improve in your own health will, of course, lead to more longevity and, yeah, a better life in general. Okay, so, yeah, reach out to me. If you would like to have my advice, I'm here to help you. I offer health consultations online. You can check out my website, herbalhelp.net. And um, yeah, or send me an email directly to tamara at herbalhelp.net. Check out the Kofi membership if you want to watch some more of my video classes. I also have a YouTube channel, by the way. I'm not posting that much at the moment, um, but I will. I will go back to posting more videos and there's already like, yeah, a good amount of videos to check out and to watch over the holidays. And um, yeah, one more little thing. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, one more little thing. Uh, check out also some of the older episodes. Episode number 19, for example, is about the herbal botanical roots of Christmas. Um, and this is episode nine, 19, the ethnobotany of Christmas, I think it's called. And also episode 44, the herbal survival gui guide for the uh, for the Christmas season and of course also I want to thank you all so many of you have reached out to me with your questions and your feedback and just telling me that you like the podcast so many of you have posted um, a review on Apple podcast or on Spotify which also helps the podcast so much I know you are sharing the episodes with your friends and loved ones um, some of you are reaching out to me about the health consultations uh, so yeah this was another year full of a lot of work the classes the students that I'm mentoring yeah many of you that are studying herbalism and now you know just wanting some individualized coaching with me or uh, starting to practice as an herbalist so yeah this is a lot of fun to work with herbal students and to help you and guide you and be your mentor it's really satisfying for me to do this work and uh, yeah of course also yeah everyone who has booked a health consultation with me yeah it's really was an amazing fantastic year and yeah i thank you so much for listening for recommending my podcast check out the older episodes and uh, yeah have a wonderful time a wonderful end of the year maybe i have another episode let's see uh, or i will talk to you in the new year okay bye bye thank you so so much